Hey everybody, welcome back to D&J's Epic Quest. I am Justin, and this is... This is Derek, and today we are joined with Kevin from Silverstone's Books. How are you doing today? I'm good, how are you guys? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent Sunday, so... Yeah, good day to do this. I'm pretty excited about it. And on Father's Day, too, so... Also true. Yeah. So... Yeah, if uh, if anybody's listened to our last, what, probably two or three episodes, Justin, um, at the beginning, we've had, a, I guess, I don't know what you want to call it, um, a shout out to you, to you and your store there. I don't know if you've seen any traffic from it or not yet, or I, I don't know if you can like track like, like hits on your website or anything like that. Um, I know I ordered a couple books. So I don't know if anybody else has used that code yet besides no, me. No, not yet. Not not yet. Hopefully soon, though. <laughs> we hope so. Um, but yeah, we figured we would. It would be fun just to have a little chat with you, and and um, you know, since we're, I guess we're kind of working together here, it'd be fun to get to know you a little bit and and let people know a little bit more about you. For sure. Anything to add, Justin? No, I think that that was great. I don't have anything additional to add there. Welcome to the show, I guess. Uh, you know, it's great Thank to you. have you here. This is the yeah. first podcast I've ever been on, so I'm I'm pretty excited to see what happens and do it and everything. <laughs> it's, I mean, we've been doing this for a little over a year now. Um, About that, yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah, like what, 15-ish months probably? Um, something yeah, like that. We started, but, we started, did we start in March or May? I think it was March. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so yeah, yeah, about fifteen. But it's still, I I look forward to doing this every every time we do it. We try to be consistent, um, but with life and everything, it's sometimes right. it's hard to record on the same day and everything. But uh, it's it's definitely a, a found joy, um, I think, for both of us to be doing this. So I hope you enjoy being on. Yeah, it's weird to have people like listen to us. <laughs> So, and actually engage in, in the things that we're talking about. So I guess I'm not used to that still. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's something you ever really want to get used to though. That's a good, a very good point. So then maybe we're right where we need to be. Don't want to get too comfortable. <laughs> right. No, absolutely not. But so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. I was just going to, I was just going to lead us right into the first question. If, if that's cool. Yeah, go for it. Um, I guess, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? It doesn't necessarily have to be anything specific, just, you know, what you want to share. Yeah. So, um, like you guys said, my name's Kevin, and I'm the owner of Silverstone's Books. Um, I opened it in March of 2022, started working on it the November before. And it has been kind of a crazy journey. Um, <laughs> it started off really slow and then it just exploded one day and hasn't really slowed down since. And it's been kind of weird for me because I never worked in retail before I started the store and I'd never worked in the book industry before I started the store. So I've been learning two industries the whole time I'm learning to run a business it's it's been a lot of work but it's been pretty fun so when you say exploded just like the just how busy it was or yeah so my first 
what I consider my first sale didn't happen until June of last year. And then I've got probably six orders that whole month. And then July, I got a few more. And then in August, it was just, I, I made over a thousand dollars in sales. And I have not had a month since where I didn't at least get close to a thousand dollars. Wow. That's awesome. That is great. What, uh, I guess, what could you attribute to that explosion? Just uh, the market or? The indie community, really. Once I, so when I started the store, I did not have any intentions of stocking certain books other than sci-fi and fantasy. Like I wasn't planning on focusing on trad adult books, self-published or anything like that. It just kind of happened when the community, when the indie community found me, they started showing me all these books. And so I started stocking those books and then they told everybody that I had these books and then it just took off from there. That's awesome. That's one thing I've seemed to have noticed just from even like being involved on like Twitter is just the indie community really seems to rally around each other and they do, uh, yeah. just prop everybody up. Um, and I like I've seen this explosion myself where for the most part, like that's a lot of what I've bought like for books recently is and I haven't had a chance to read many of them yet, but um, you would I, I would almost feel like you'd think it's almost oversaturated, but it's it, it doesn't appear that way. Everybody's just, hey, you know, check out this author's book. You know, I've read it and it's awesome and everybody's doing that. And it's really cool to see. Yeah. Versus, and- you know, you would think it's oversaturated, but when you look at like trad books that are being published currently and within the last few years versus their indie counterparts, the trad books are kind of like running on the same theme and the trad or the, excuse me, the self-published books are doing like the same concepts, but mixing them in different ways to where like every single book with these same concepts is a completely different experience. And I think that's why indies are becoming so much more popular these last few months, years or so, because it's familiar concepts in different ways that it doesn't feel like it's an oversaturation. That's cool. That is really cool. Justin, I find it a little interesting. So you started the bookstore about the same time we started the podcast. Um, just it's interesting how that timeline works out. Um, just the universe aligning maybe a little bit, uh, and now here we are. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, let me, I'm going to switch over to questions here. So it took a few months to get things. I, you know, I guess, I don't know if you had to get inventory or, you know, just getting the website set up and everything like that. But so where, where did this idea come from? that you wanted to open a bookstore, like what inspired you to do it? And, and it sounds like from what you were just saying, you didn't necessarily intend to focus on self-published authors at first that just kind of came later. Right. Yeah. So my husband and I had been talking for years about starting a bookstore and it, every time we talked about it, it kind of shrank in scope. So originally he runs the coffee shop that I do my pop-up at. And so when we first started talking about it, it was, we were going to have a big bookstore with a cafe in it. And then every time we talked about it, it became, oh, a little bookstore with a small cafe, oh, a cafe food truck with books on the side. 
And then finally, um, November of 2021, we were talking about it. And I was like, you know, I could just start a website and start that way and work my way up to that. And so he was like, yeah, let's do that. I was like, okay. So we did it. And originally my plan was to focus mostly on middle grade sci-fi and fantasy, because when I was in high school, I did a lot of volunteer work with my local public library doing like the after-school programs and stuff. And I saw that the eight to 13 year old age range is when kids kind of lost interest in books because they discovered video games, they started getting into sports, they just got busy. And so my plan was to make sure that books for that age range were as accessible as possible. And then the indie community kind of latched on to me and it kind of took off from there. And so I'm trying to balance out, balance it back out to that. Um, but I'm not really, I'm, I'm not upset about <laughs> how things have gone in the last few years. Um, it's, it's been exciting, but we're, you know, it's okay to have two missions when you're doing stuff like this, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure. I just, yeah, it, it's funny how like an idea just goes through the, so many of those those stages you know where it's just like well we want a big store with a little cafe and now we have a cafe with a little bookstore and even just the whole mobile aspect of that um is fascinating so yeah i guess which which one did it ended up being uh like is there a storefront with a cafe in it or no not yet i um am most pretty much all of my sales are from the website and then I do a pop-up every other Saturday, um, but I'm not seeing a lot of traffic from that yet. So, but the plan is to get a retail store and grow it out from there. Okay. So do you have like a, like just a, a spare place in the, in your home where you have your, your, your inventory, or is that like directly shipped from the website of the author? Like, I know, like, no, no I store the books here in my home. Okay. Um, when I first started the store, we were living in um, a not even 1000 square foot cabin. So we just had all of my inventory on a folding table in our living room. And then in the fall, we bought a house and now the store has basically taken over the entire basement. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some of your TikTok videos with your bookshelves and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yes. Those just came last week. So I'm pretty excited about it. But that's not even half the inventory on those bookshelves. So I need, I definitely oh. need to get some more shelves. <laughs> oh, man. I'm at that point myself, too, where I'm like, I don't have a lot of space, but I need more shelves. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess moving on, where did the idea for the name come from? So when I was thinking of starting this, I spent probably a week just brainstorming names and writing them down and then checking to see if the domain was available sure and yeah. this one was kind of the first one that i found that had a free one and so i just stuck with it it doesn't it doesn't mean it didn't mean anything when i started the store i've created stories around it now like mostly about my mascot the little robot with the wizard hat he has like a whole story that I have thought up and would like to write one day. But as far as the name itself, it doesn't really mean anything. 
It just the domain was free, so why not? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. No, I get that. I get that. It's still though, like it rolls off the tongue, like like when you say Silverstone books, it, it makes sense to me. Like I'm not I'm not left questioning the name by any means. Right. So it works. Right. I wanted I kind of wanted something ambiguous enough that it wasn't confusing, but also kind of weird enough that it kind of vibed with you know the genre specific aspect of the store well i mean i think so like you know silverstone with the fantasy aspect you know you kind of get like the alchemy side of it you know but with the sci-fi you kind of get that like mysterious material side of it you know and um i don't know where horror would bleed into that but i might have to just think about it more yeah (laughs) What uh, would you mind sharing any of the other possibilities you had for names? Just so, out of curiosity for my sake. <laughs> I don't know if I remember very much of them. So originally it was going to be Silver River Books because we live right on the Platte River in Nebraska. And sometimes it kind of looks silvery. I don't know. That train of thought was weird for me. Um, <laughs> but uh, another name was Baron Owl Books. But I thought of that after I had already bought the domain for Silverstone's books. So. <laughs> not, not turning back on that, then. Huh? Yeah, too much money spent. <laughs> Maybe you could have a silver owl as a mascot alongside your wizard. Maybe. He does need a companion, though he does already kind of have a companion because he in the story, he lives in a giant library that's alive. So I don't know. An owl companion fits into that very well. <laughs> hmm. Maybe maybe the owl is the librarian. That's a good idea. I don't Do you know, like the mice, robot, mice away from the books? robot owl? He takes over every once in a while. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. So oh, is this? I get to write that. <laughs> I mean, it sounds interesting. Just the the very small amounts of premise you're giving us. Um, I would be interested in reading that. Yeah, I'm not going to give any more away, though. You got to wait for the book to come out. (laughs) All right. That's fair. We'll wait. Um, So is this this your full-time job then, or is this like something maybe you're – is it like – I guess, I don't know. Is there like a transition process like where you're wanting it to be your full-time job? Is it, you know, like you have like a split time frame thing with it, you know, with anything like that, or is this just what you're doing? So it is um, my job now. When I started it, it was not. Um, It didn't become my job until after we moved into this new house. Um, I was wanting to expand it to the pop-ups and my job wasn't working with me to accommodate the changes I needed. So I decided to just bite the bullet and jump in and see what happens. (laughs) I imagine that must've been terrifying to do. I mean, just have it, you know, to go out on your own like that, but it must be really rewarding too, though. I mean, now it, yeah, it, every time I get a goal I made for myself set, it's a little, it's a little party, but it was definitely scary. Um, when I say I quit my job when we moved in the last house, I mean, like right when we moved, I put my two weeks notice in like right after we left the closing meeting for our house so it was a very very abrupt transition for me 
And it was very unnerving and kind of threw me for a loop um, for a few weeks. But I think I'm finally starting to figure things out with that. So it, t- it only took nine months. <laughs> I'm sure that would, would have been the stressful nine months, though. I mean, you know, you have a, a job, you know, security and guaranteed income and, you know, everything that comes along with that to just, you know, like you said, put in your two weeks and just branching out on your own with not really any certain terms of, of what could come along with that. It would be terrifying. I'm sure. It was, but you know, like I said, the indie community rallied around me um, and they really helped carry me through to this point. So I'm, I'm very lucky for how things turned out. Just saying that's exciting to see that. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch and I like seeing the different things you tweet out and all the different replies and everybody that chimes in. Yeah. I'm not the best at social media, so I'm kind of glad you find me, my tweets <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> yeah. See, that's me. Derek's Derek's the social guru. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm behind the scenes, dude. Yeah. I've, yeah. I just, these last couple of days have been trying to make TikToks and, that's kind of taking every ounce of my energy out of me <laughs> to do it. <laughs> We've done a few and it's, I mean, we both have done it and it's, I don't know, maybe it's, I like, I always thought TikTok was so stupid. I'm like, I'm never going to do this. Like, <laughs> and now I get sucked in watching these things and, yeah. uh, <laughs> they call it doom yeah. scrolling, Derek. Yeah. But, I, it is it is fun to do, and it's definitely. I mean, for myself, it's it kind of brought out a different side to me because I, like Justin calls me the social one, and I think I probably have changed. But I mean, even in like high school and stuff, I was pretty quiet. Um, and even when we far, first started doing this, like I didn't want to listen to myself talk. Like I didn't want to listen to our episodes. And now, like I'm always listening to them whenever Justin gets them out. It's it's something that I've learned that I, I don't hate hearing myself talk. And um, I guess maybe it's just a growth thing within me, but uh, I, it's, it's something I've learned to appreciate. Yeah. I'm, it's definitely going to take me some getting used to. It's just weird. Cause like in high school, I was in drama and speech and, you know, saying, and I didn't have any issues listening to my voice back then, but now I'm like, stop talking, please. <laughs> <laughs> You're just not used to it anymore. That's all. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I've my entire life, I've never really felt like my voice was anything spectacular or special or anything like that. And, you know, like Derek, I hated listening to myself, too. But, you know, now now when I like listen to the podcast, when I'm editing all of this stuff, I'm like, you know what? This just fits. It just works. It doesn't sound out of place. It doesn't sound anything you know so it just yeah it made it makes sense to me so i don't question it anymore now how many podcast we, episodes did you do before you got to that point because that's probably going to tell me how many tiktoks i got to make before i get to that <laughs> i think uh i don't know it was probably halfway through our first book you know um when we got professional microphones and when we got when i got a little bit smarter at editing the sound um making it sound like a little bit more professional i guess uh so i don't know that was like what 12 13 episodes 
Probably. Yeah, I, it took us a little bit to figure out our format and really kind of what we were doing. We were kind of shooting from the hip for a little bit. And, you know, it's not like we're settling. We still try to get better and, and learn things and, and improve. Um, just comes with time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I guess our next question here is you, you spoke uh, about some goals, um, but are there any specific goals that you could share with us uh, short term, long term? Um, um, well, I think a perpetual goal of mine is to start doing special editions of books. I've, I've done one um, adjacent monsters with Luke Tarzian. Um, he wants to do more. I want to do more. It's just kind of a money thing right now. So hopefully we can figure out how to make that work in the future because there are a ton of books that both of us want to do. Um, obviously getting my own physical location is the ultimate goal. And I would love to be able to do like D&D nights, magic, Fridays with magic. Um, but one thing I really want is to have like a little room in the back that like podcasters and D and D groups can rent out to do like their sessions. in. I think that would be really cool. That would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah, that would be super cool. And then I also want to, I, I don't think there's really anything book related convention wise in Nebraska really. So I would like to start something like that, but that's a ton of work. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Organizing a huge event like that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get into the, uh, I know you were, you're posting some tweets about, um, I thought there was some sort Comic-Con. of con you were trying to get into. Yeah. Yeah. Omaha's comic con is next month and I applied to be a vendor, but I haven't heard back yet. Oh, still haven't heard back. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope you do. I hope you get in. Me too. That would be a lot of fun. <laughs> so do you find yourself scrambling around on a daily basis? Like, I mean, I'm assuming you're a one-man show, right? Like Pretty much. My husband does the packing and shipping, but everything okay. else is me. Gotcha. So do you just find yourself wrangling up 15 to 20 orders uh, at a time and then sending them to your husband to, to ship out? I wish we were getting that many orders at a time. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually, he has more autonomy in looking at the orders now um i used to be like very controlling of it but i had to let go because it was just stressing me out having to take care of all of that um but my day-to-day is actually pretty chill um he works out of the home so i don't have to worry about him getting in my way um i really just spend most of the day looking to find new books that i can add seeing if i can even source them to begin with and with indie books sometimes that's a huge issue. Um, other than that, I don't really do too much unless the website decides to act funny, which happens way more than you, you would want it to. No, well, I remember. I remember my hand at designing websites, and uh, I'm I'm good. I will pass on that. No thanks. I took web page design in high school. I don't remember much of it, and I'm sure it's all so different now. Whatever I learned probably wouldn't apply anymore. So. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't take any classes like that, so I don't really know what I'm doing on that front at all. I mean, is it? Uh, did you go through something like Tree Forest, where 
that just have like a bunch of responsive design templates for you? Or did you like... No, I'm using WordPress and WooCommerce for the website. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know anything about those. Familiar with them, but I don't know anything about it. That's okay. I don't either. And I've been working on them for a year and a half. Well, uh, <laughs> YouTube has been my best friend when it comes to learning. So <laughs> for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, we move on to our next question here. We're both curious uh, as to maybe your favorite author or authors, um, favorite books, genres, um, you know, maybe if you have multiples, that type of thing. Sure. So um, I think if you look at the store, you'll get an idea of my favorite genre. Um, it's obviously fantasy because that has the most books in the store. Um, as far as authors, I hold a special place in my heart for V.E. Schwab. Um, her books were kind of my bridge from young adult to adult fantasy books. Um, specifically, the Darker Shade of Magic series was my first um, books by her that I read. Um, books that I've read lately, I, I don't think I've really read a bad book lately. <laughs> so all the authors have been pretty good. Um, John Palladino's Trials of Ashmount, I read um, last summer. And that was really good. And the sequel just came out, which I haven't gotten to yet, unfortunately. Um, James Lloyd Doolin's first book just came out earlier this year. And I loved that one. Um, no Heart for a Thief. That was the storytelling in that was very unique written. It jumps between past and present timelines and shifts perspective in between as well. So that was really interesting. And then I just the other day finished the Lycanius trilogy by James Eilington. And I liked the books. I think they were a little too big, in my opinion. Um, but they were good books. And I'm looking forward to reading his new book that just came out, um, The Will of the Many. I don't know if you guys have read that one yet. I've, I haven't read the trilogy. Uh, I've seems like I've heard conflicting things on that. You know, some people love it. Some people don't. Um, but I've seen nothing but good things on his new book. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had conflicted feelings with like Hanius trilogy while I was reading it, but I don't know. I've, I'm hearing nothing but good things about his new one. So I'm trying to avoid reading it for now until I read some smaller books, but it's really calling to me and <laughs> I don't know how strong I'm going to be but I'm such a slow reader. I have to not read big books for a little bit. <laughs> Ease into it a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying this is a sub 400 page summer for me. And so far it's not going very well. <laughs> the big books are calling and their, their pull is strong. Mm -hmm. I think we can relate to that. I mean, our, our typical format is we read one chapter and then converse about it. And then um, the book that we're doing with HC, we're reading her book, um, Curse the Fallen. And that one, we're each taking a chapter. So we cover two at a time. But uh, yeah, it's still kind of a, a slow way to read a book. You're not burning through them by any means. Right. At yeah. least there's a reason for you guys to read it slow, though. There's not really any reason for me to read slow. I mean, I feel like if we didn't read it slow, we wouldn't really have much of content for the podcast because, you know, it takes a multiple read. It, I mean, I don't know about Derek, but I, I will probably read one chapter at least three times. Um, 
on top of like summarizing what 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 we have to summarize you know you kind of get like a really good idea when you're reading it line for line trying to figure out what you want to add and what you want to leave out so and i'm sure that's pretty time consuming especially when you guys are reading the malazan books (laughs) i've been wanting to get into those but i've heard such scary things about them i'm like i'll I'll wait a little while longer (laughs) don't don't be scared i mean we heard those things too but it's just i don't know i think it's just those like diehard fans who are like well if you know be warned because if you don't like it then just stop reading it you know like but honestly it's i've kind of like i've come to really learn to like the format and it's very much like a well i'm not gonna hold your hand you're you're in the middle of everything you'll figure it out eventually you know which eventually you do you just kind of have to have you just have to have a little bit of faith that the author is going to do you justice which i haven't been let down yet and the community great so i would just add that it hasn't really been i haven't felt like overwhelmed with it and maybe that's just part of us kind of taking our time going through it but um i man it's i haven't you know we both read the wheel of time and you know i've read a few other books and stuff but so far this it's just a whole different animal uh, it is pretty special so far just about two completed books into it so I would just don't be scared. Just dive in, dive in when you're ready to do so. When you're, you guys are not making my sub 400 page sum of <laughs> the first book is like 630. It's not that really that much more of a stretch. Oh, that would take me forever to get through. <laughs> well, if you get lost, we have a podcast you could follow. So, Good point. Yes, <laughs> but you know, just whenever you're ready, I would just say dive in. Don't let what people say about it deter you. You want to take the next question here, Justin? Sure. Um, I mean, I feel like we got a little bit of of an answer to it from our last question, but uh, why just fantasy, sci-fi, and horror books? So, I mean, they're just really the only ones I'm interested in. I've, I've never had interest in reading books that didn't have sci-fi elements or magic in them. I've tried, just don't like them. Don't really feel like, and I feel like if I own a sword, then I have to read those books if I'm stalking them. Because otherwise, how do you sell them? You know, and I just don't have any interest in that. There's plenty of other, you know, every other store in the area sells those books. Right. So you read, you read every book that you sell? I'm trying. <laughs> I, I at least I at least read um, like the first five chapters just so I have like an idea of like the tone and the plot and everything. Okay. And then like if if I really like it, then I'll keep reading. So I guess what uh, I guess what type of criteria do you follow when said author approaches you about selling their book in your store? So that's been kind of a hard thing to nail down. Um, so when I opened the store, I had a yes policy. If you wanted me to stock your book and I could, then I did. But that got really overwhelming. And any time I tried to make like an inventory plan, I would always have authors ask if they could stock my book and it just screwed up my inventory plan. So I, I'm trying to nail down 
requirements. And as I'm getting more stock in and seeing what people are buying, it's getting a little easier to nail it down. But right now, um, it's really just are people talking about your book and is it available for me to buy? But I'm currently close to author submissions of their books. I'm I'm just doing it organically now. If I see your book and I like it, there's a good chance it'll show up in the store eventually. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty cool. And I kind of used um, the self-published fantasy blog off competition that that just kicked off this month. And so I'm kind of using that as an excuse to fill out my inventory. And there's also a sci-fi equivalent competition that I, once I get more of the Spiffbo books in, I'm going to start going through those entrants and get some of those in. It's just a long process though. <laughs> I can imagine. I've, I've, I've wondered, so like, I can't remember exactly how the saying goes, but it's something to the effect of, um, you know, like a good drug dealer doesn't like sample their wares or something like that. Um, I mean, do you, have, so I know you said you read, you know, a few chapters from a book, but is it, I, I feel like that would be hard because they'd be like, okay, well, I want this one and this one and this one. Is it hard to like shut yourself off to be like, nope, I can't like, I can read it, but I got to sell it. Like that distinction I feel like might be hard. Like I want it, but I got to sell it. Uh, sometimes it's a little hard and I'm, I mean, that's why I've read so many of the books is because I just can't stop after I sample them. But there are also a lot of them that are too adulty for my taste. You know, they have smut in them and I just don't care for stuff like that. So I just read to get an idea of those books and then move on. <laughs> but it really hasn't been too much of an issue for me yet. <laughs> I'm sure once once I focus more on that, because right now I'm just trying to read to relax, kind of. So once I start getting back into filling out inventory a little bit more and trying to be more diligent, I'm sure it'll cause problems with my TBR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like that pile never ends. Oh, I've got a shelf just for the TBRs. Just uh, the shelf? I have a whole store. Touche. Touche. I think it's one of those things where, like, you know, now that we're we're in a podcast together, it adds that extra, like, okay, well, are we going to talk about this book? Or can I read it? Or, you know, um, so, because, I mean... I know that the Malazan series is probably going to take us over a decade to do, but do I want to wait a decade to read some of these other books or are we going to talk about them together? I I have no idea. So that's always the question. Yeah. And that was something that my husband and I were running into when we were planning our own podcast. It was, we, our first few episodes were going to be about the Ember blade and it kind of killed the enjoyment of reading the book for me. So we kind of slid away from starting a podcast for now to figure out how to balance the enjoyment part. Cause I, if I'm not enjoying a book, I'm not going to read it. And so if I'm reading a book for a podcast and I'm not enjoying the book, the podcast isn't going to happen. <laughs> that makes sense. That book, 
that book does have a beautiful cover. I don't have that one yet, but uh, I, I think that was one of the first like self-published books I can remember seeing. I'm like, damn, like that cover, like it just makes me want to read it. Yeah, Emberblade is a is a really good book. I don't think it's self-published though. Oh, but okay, my mistake then. I thought <laughs> that's it was. okay, but it's a very it's very good book. It's compared a lot to Lord of the Rings. Which I now that I've read it, I don't really understand why. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. it, it, it was pretty good. Um, definitely not the usual fantasy that is has been coming out the last few years. Um, a lot slower paced. I mean, even the battle scenes in it were really drawn out. But it was they were drawn out in an entertaining way. Have you read the second one then? I guess no. I don't know how many books are planned for that, but I think it's two a are out right now. Trilogy. Or five books. I can't remember. I looked it up a few weeks ago. But I have not gotten to the, the next one because of, well, I was in the middle of Lycanius when it came out. And then I put the embargo on big books. So <laughs> I haven't gotten to it yet. But I do have the Broken Binding editions of both books sitting on my bookshelf, staring at me every time I'm in my office. So it doesn't really that help. Pull. <laughs> the pull is there then. Yes, for sure. Um, our next question, what, so what kind of challenges do you face daily, um, as a, as a, I guess a small bookshop, um, you know, what kind of things do you run into and, and I guess, uh, how do you, how do you combat against that? I mean, like what, how do you, how are you going to draw somebody in to look at your site versus like Barnes and Noble or Amazon, something like that? Well, that's something that I still haven't really figured out. Um, I think that's kind of why I'm starting to, or at least attempting TikTok to see if maybe that'll help. Um, but really that is the big issue is how do I get people to come to me versus Barnes and Noble or since I stock Indies, um, mostly Amazon is my big competitor. Um, so it's it's really kind of hard to figure out how to get people in to the website. Um, Twitter really does help, but the ultimate problem with running a small business is shipping costs are not cheap. <laughs> so my big issue right now is balancing out physical sales versus online sales. And really advertising is the best way that I'm going to be able to do that. I'm hoping that if I get into Comic-Con, that'll help. But don't know if that's happening yet or not. <laughs> what kind of uh, like application process was there for that? They just had a form I had to fill out. Oh, so pretty simple then. Yeah, it took me like maybe five minutes. But it, I mean, the show is next month and I applied a week and a half ago. So all the spots might be taken. Gotcha. I don't know. I'm, I hope not. <laughs> you think that's why they're not responding to you is because all the spots are taken? Probably. I haven't looked at their social media lately, though, so maybe they still have openings and are just taking their time choosing. It could be. I feel like with those types of things, you usually don't find out until like the last minute. <laughs> yeah, which I'm hoping is not the case for this one, because it's the weekend of Comic-Con is would be a pop up weekend. So I need to know, like now, if I'm not going to be able to do the pop up. <laughs> Yeah, it would be kind of a big, like, yeah, so you could plan accordingly. Yeah, that would make sense. 
You want to take the uh, next one here, Justin? Sure. Yeah. I guess this might be kind of like our last question here then. Yeah. Since you've already asked the last one or you've already answered the last one at the beginning of the episode, um, which is which is fine. There's no order to it. Um, I guess, what do you feel like are the most rewarding aspects of what you do? Um, you know, it was, it's, it's crazy meeting authors and then reading their books and then becoming friends with the authors whose books I liked. It, it was the first time it happened was with John Palladino. And it, first of all, his book is not my normal book. I don't really like grimdark books. Um, and his starts out pretty dark. I almost DNF'd it, but then I was like, that would be really awkward. <laughs> so I kept reading it and ended up liking it. And then he and I became friends and it was, it was weird, but also like crazy cool. Cause you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted to meet my favorite authors and now I am friends with some of them. It's, it's the weirdest thing. But I also really like getting to know my customers' reading preferences. Like I have a customer who will not buy a book if it's not a hardcover. I've got other customers who won't buy a book if it's over a certain number of pages. So just getting to know everybody's little quirks is kind of fun. And it's always fun seeing their name pop up and be like, oh, they bought this book, this book. Oh, they're really going to like this one. Hmm. Yeah, see, I have to do mass market paperbacks. I uh, and I feel I like have, it's starting I have to a be few that are like that too. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a dying format, and I don't like that. Yeah, I've been trying to get some in, and all of the ones I'm finding are like were published in the early 2000s. Like, there's not really any new books being published that way, and it's kind of weird. It is. They're doing this like mass market B format, where it's like. A little bit bigger than mass market, but not quite as big as trade paperback. And I'm like, it's still really giant. Like, I don't want to. And they just feel weird in your hand. Like, they're weirdly shaped. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I want my nose, like, literally in the book. Like, I want to be reading it, like, right next (laughs) to my face, you know. So, it is what it is. I'll just either have to adapt or die. (laughs) I would say it is. I, I can agree with you, though. It is a lot of fun to be making friends with the authors. And, and we've done that, too, a little bit here. I, I feel like we're pretty good friends with HC. And um, sometime early August, we'll get to talk to Mr. Erickson, which I wouldn't say we're friends by any means with that. That's, but that's uh, so crazy that you guys get to do that, though. I, I don't know how Justin feels, but I'm so insanely nervous for it. I don't want to like fuck it up or like ask him something stupid, you know, or I mean, I guess you know, just the hard part is, is like, we don't want to be spoiled. Like we want a authentic, genuine journey, Derek, no spoilers. <laughs> I came across a spoiler. I haven't, I haven't spoiled it for Justin, but it's, we've only got like four chapters left in the book. So it's coming pretty quick. So yeah, we're just I'm just worried that like we're gonna ask something and he's just gonna spoil the next couple of books, which I'm sure we could just set the expectation, like, you know what, like just tell us that it we we don't know at this point in time or something, you know. Right. Yeah. He's been on a lot of stuff this these last couple months though. It's kind of it's kind of been cool seeing 
indie YouTubers and podcasters have him on. It's pretty exciting. I know. Uh, I think Tori Tekin has talked to him a couple times, and I'm pretty sure she's. I don't know if she still lives locally to us, but she's from Southern Minnesota, which is where we're from. Um, I don't know where she's at now, but I, speaking of that, I need to watch that video. Um, I don't think it wouldn't spoil anything for Malazan. I don't think Justin, that's just like a, I think she was doing like a world building talk or something, which sounds pretty cool. Um, I feel like he does up. talk about his books though. So I would be careful. True. Yeah. But that's yeah, also world, the part world building's not going to spoil too much. I wouldn't think so, but it, I, you kind of have that hesitation, like, right. Because like, you know, there's, it could just be that one small sentence, you know, like this is why I stay away from Reddit unless it's like blatantly obvious with someone who's struggling with the book. And then I'll chime in and be like, Hey, check out our podcast, blah, blah, blah. But like anything else, I'm like, Nope, Nope, Nope. I'm not looking at it. I'm not reading it. I'm not digging into any information, you know, like, I'm I'm an artist and a lot of these things that I've read I want to depict, but I'm not gonna go look up the character on any type of Malazan fandom website because like I don't know what I'm gonna get in their little stats thing. So I just leave it alone. I'll wait until I'm done and then I'll like maybe do like during a reread. <laughs> we'll go and, and explore some artwork. But you definitely have more fortitude than I do. I spoil stuff for myself all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of our shtick. I mean, like we're first time readers. I think that's the appeal is that uh, right. our listeners get to like vicariously, you know, reread the series from a, a, a set of new eyes again. And so when things get spoiled, Derek, there's not that. <laughs> I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't, it was an accident, Justin. <laughs> Maybe you need some more fortitude, sir. <laughs> you know, re-roll your D and D character sheet. <laughs> right. It wasn't. It wasn't my fault because the person who made the post. Uh, maybe could have formatted their post a little bit differently so that the spoiler wasn't seen. You can't trust it, Derek. You always got to be aware. Always yeah. got to be aware. Yeah, I know. I know. Just saying. Just saying. It is. It is what it is. At least he hasn't told you yet. That's fair. I will give him that. He's been nice. I, Although I it's just like, it. <laughs> <laughs> better watch what you say. He might just text it to you. Yeah. Exactly. Have you reached a spoiler yet? I don't know, Derek. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when you're going to know when we get to it, you're going to be like, okay, that was what Derek was talking about. You're going to know. Okay. Or if I read the chapter first, I'll tell you, hey, this is the chapter with the spoiler. Fair enough. Maybe I should just let you read first from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough of our shenanigans. Um, I guess I appreciate you answering these questions. Uh, it was nice to get to know you. Uh, of course. And- it was, it was- Fun having this chat with you guys. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think we covered all our questions. I, I guess. I mean, did you have any questions or or anything you want to you know plug um, anything like that? Feel free. Um, I think. Well, what are your guys's? I know you guys are reading um, HC's books right now. Other than that, in Malazan, do you have any other books in the pipeline? <laughs> um. 
I know that we we have finished one book that was not in the Malazan series, and that was um, V. Castro's uh, Aliens Vasquez book. That okay. was kind of the only one that we've we've finished. I don't know if we have any other in the pipeline that I can think of. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Like once we finish Curse the Fallen, if if we'll continue on with the next book on the show, or maybe we'll just kind of read that on our own and maybe pick something else. Um, I don't know what you think, Justin. I kind of feel like maybe it would be fun to rotate. Um, I guess I haven't pitched it to you or anything, but just because we have time and we're not there yet, but um, Mike Roberti's uh, series, uh, the, what, the Crown and Tide. Yeah. Um, I know I just, I just ordered the Revenge of Thousands from you. Um, but I think it's got an interesting premise, Justin. It's so like, I think what he's written about it as like a blur, basically uh, history, like once the victors write history, but when uh, somebody dies, whatever they've written disappears. Okay. Seems intriguing. Is this just like a series or is this a stamp, like a, uh, you know, standoff book? There's a, there's one book, um, one main book. And then earlier this spring, he released a prequel novella. And then he, I think he said he's planning five or seven books in this series. And then there's another series he's working on in the same universe. And I Uh, thought he said he wants the next book out this year yet, which seems like a pretty tall order um, since we're, I mean, just about halfway through the year. So, yeah, he was originally saying the fall of this year, but now it's just this year. So hopefully it gets out. I know he's working pretty hard on it. How long is the book? There, it's short. Okay. Yes. It, 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 yeah. I'm sure it's probably just barely over 400, if that. All right. All right. I like the short ones <laughs> for the side questy stuff. I think just I've interacted with him on Twitter a little bit, and I think you'd probably vibe with him pretty good, Justin. He used to be a lead singer in like a punk rock band and stuff. Oh, okay. And now he's an English teacher. Yeah, yeah. Talk about uh, conforming to the man there. <laughs> Sticking it to the man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so, God. Yeah, I think, I think that's kind of just what's in the work for us is we're, you know, a few weeks away from finishing Deadhouse Gates, and then we'll talk to Mr. Erickson, and um, we're still – I guess I don't know if you've read the next two chapters from Curse of the Fallen. I have not yet, but we're still working through that. Um and then just kind of whatever else comes our way. Are there any authors that you would like to have on the show? All of them, really. Well, I mean, the ones that are alive, but yeah. <laughs> so far, we've been pretty lucky. Um, Justin kind of lets me handle that side of things. And so far, everybody that I've asked to have on the show has said yes. Um, we had one, we've had a couple people that had to bail last minute because something came up. Um, but they initially agreed and, and, you know, life happens and it didn't work out, mm-hmm. but um, author wise, yeah, we talked to V Castro. She was the first author we talked to, and that was exciting and a lot of fun. And she was a super cool lady. Uh, HC's awesome. Uh, just really down to earth. And um, it's Very just like talking to a good friend. Yes. And, I don't know what we're going to get out of Mr. Erickson. Uh, 
I feel like I'm going to call him Mr. Erickson the whole time, just out of respect. And I, I don't know that I could call him Steven or Steve. Uh, it would just not feel right. <laughs> See, that's what I thought about is like, do I call him Steve or do I call him Steven? You know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just a giddy school girl about it. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, in a way after reading damn near two of his books, like, you know, you start to admire him, you know, and it's just like to have have the privilege of of talking to him, and then you know, you just get the sense of like you want their your questions to be something he maybe hasn't heard before or hasn't thought about in a long time, uh, but definitely like still spoiler free, you know. So it's uh, I don't know. Those are the things that have me hung up about it our conversation of them. I would say, I mean, I think any, any author that we read, I think we'd probably at least make an attempt to see if they <laughs> would be interested in talking to us. And, and if not, that's fine. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, like one of the, the biggest, I wouldn't know. I don't know if I'd call it like a skill, but um, the things I've learned just from doing the show with Justin is I, I don't see any harm in asking. And that's, you know, when I reached out to you, you know, if you said, you know, no, I'm not interested. I mean, okay, that's fine. It uh, doesn't hurt to ask, but now it's it's led us to here, and, and hopefully it's a good thing for all of us. Well, even if it's not, it was still fun to do. Right, for sure. And it's just, it's just fun talking to people and making friends and making these connections. And, um, you know, I mean, Nebraska's, I think Omaha is only like four hours from where I'm at, roughly. I mean, so it's not that far away from each other. Pretty local. Compared to other things, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So are you guys planning on just doing sci-fi, or not sci-fi, fantasy books, or are you going to branch out? I don't know if I've ever really given it that much thought. I mean, I was always under the impression that we would stick within the fantasy sci-fi realm, but I don't know if, if you had other thoughts, Derek. That's that's what I like to read most of the time too. I will I haven't done it in a while, but I do like reading some like World War II books, um, like historical books, historical books like that. I've got a um, a book on the Minnesota First Volunteers from the Civil War, um, which I've read part of. I haven't gone through, um, but I find that stuff very interesting. But I don't know that it would make. I feel like it, we would maybe have a hard time talking about something like that for our show. Um, yeah, I, I would think for the most part, like fantasy and sci-fi is what I enjoy reading most. And that's what I would want to talk about most, I think. That seems to be what most people are excited about right now anyways. Yeah, I would it's, say so too. It's just so like limitless. There's How fun is it to read something where like somebody's not going to tell you like, well, that's wrong. Like, shut up. This is my book. You know, I wrote this, like I could write whatever I want and it might not make any sense to you, but like, it doesn't have to. And just the escape you get from just the day-to-day, -day, you know, tasks that you have, um, just the different, like, and, and I think Justin, you kind of feel the same way. Like we both love looking at the maps and I get like, I want to go everywhere on that map. And a lot of times it doesn't work out that way in the books, right? Um, but like, I just, I want to see that world. I want to live in it. And that's, that's what gets me excited, 
excited about reading is just going somewhere else. And I think it's the the headcanon too, you know, like as a visual person, the fact that like I can read <clears throat> these words on a page and just my imagination just runs wild. Yeah. You know? Um, where with like, I don't know, nonfiction stuff, it's just like it's more factual. I don't really get to use or, you know, exercise that imagination too much. It's just kind of like a it is what it is mentality. But with fantasy and, you know, Derek and I run across this all the time. We read the same damn words, but we both have such different visions on what took place or what transpired. And it's just really cool to have like a compare and contrast on on the same thing that we read, but just different visions. So or different interpretations. It's uh, I don't know. It's really cool. Really cool. It was not something something I didn't anticipate uh we would run into here we are no not at all um i definitely didn't anticipate the amount of people that we would meet and become friends with i didn't anticipate the amount of followers that actually like our stuff you know i just when derek approached me about doing this i'm like yeah cool i could do a podcast i know how to edit things but i never really imagined that it would go this far you know yeah and it's 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 a worldwide thing you know it's it's not just like a united states things i mean we've got a really good friend in india that we've met doing this greece um norway brazil like i mean it's literally global and it's like i get goosebumps thinking about that like all these people that we talk to and interact with it's it's a ton of fun yeah, it's crazy how easy sci-fi and fantasy can transcend, you know, language barriers and cultures. Whereas if you look at like nonfiction or, you know, not sci-fi fantasy books, they they don't really get popular outside of their regions. But sci-fi and fantasy, they blow up all over the place. Yeah, I, I, you know, something I had no idea, you know, I mean, but there's I think I looked it up the other day. Just I was curious how many books Erickson had sold and it said like in 2018, so six years ago, he sold like over 3 million books. Um, I don't know how many have been added on top of that in the six years since then, but just an insane amount of books. Um, it, it, yeah, worldwide. So it's, it is, it's just insane. I don't know. There's not another word for me. <laughs> right. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to listening to that episode. I know a lot of people are looking forward to listening to that episode. Which episode? Was You're, the one that you guys are doing with Steven Erickson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Whew, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, <laughs> I hope we do it some justice. <laughs> it's. I don't know how well I'll sleep the night before that. Oh, no. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> so, yeah, it's. It's on the horizon. It's coming. You know, it's, we got to figure out a nail down a day, you know, for certain, but it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. That's all we know. So it's exciting that he agreed to do it. And uh, from what we've been told, he doesn't say no very often, as long as it works with the schedule, but it's to feel kind of like, and I don't want to like talk badly about us, but almost to be like a nobody in a sense, like we're just two guys, you know, like, and he's going to talk to us. I don't know. It's it's pretty surreal. It is really surreal. 
to the point where like I'm not even thinking about it, which then doesn't help the anticipation by any means, but uh, out of sight, out of mind, I guess. <laughs> For now. Well, you have a day and then it's gonna be nothing but freak out leading up to it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'll be a mess and my kids and my girlfriend will be like, what the hell is going on with you? I'm going to meet Steven Erickson. <laughs> I don't get too nervous about much, but I am nervous about this. Um, yeah. Just about all I know. <laughs> awesome. I guess, did you have any other lasting questions or anything you're dying to, to know? <laughs> um, I think I'm tapped out. All right. Fair enough. Well, do you guys uh, have anything else for me? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I'll be I'll be excited to hear uh, when hopefully somebody soon will will use the code that you gave us and in, in or you know besides Justin and I to order a book from your store. So um, I'm looking forward to that message from you when when you get something from that. So, for sure. Heck yeah. That was that was my last thought, I guess. Yeah, hopefully it's a it's a it's an influx of uh you know, hopefully hopefully we're as inspirational as uh we like to think we are. Who knows? I know we've gotten a couple of people to read uh HC's book, so there are three now, right? Parker, Damien, and then Jan. Jan. Yeah. That we know of anyway. So yeah. yeah. Hopefully it leads to some clicks to your website and some traffic for you and maybe a few sales. Um yeah. Yeah. Thank you again for taking the time to talk to us here and, and just chatting with us and giving us the opportunity to get to know you. It was, it was a lot of fun and I, I definitely enjoyed the conversation with you today. Of course I had fun. This was a first for me and I really appreciate everything you guys have been doing for me and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future with both of us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Hey, thank you again. I hope you have a good rest of your Sunday and, and we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks.